Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Tuesday morning. It's sad we have to think about it uh, as to what day it actually is. <laughs> so, but uh, hope everybody is doing well today and slept well last night. And uh, I know yesterday was a, uh, a Monday and a half. I tell you what, it was a rough day yesterday. My wife gave me a good scare and it was uh, T-boned, hit by a woman running a red light yesterday, and really scared us to death. And uh, but I praise God, she was okay, and even the lady involved, she was she was fine too. But uh, these things can be fixed. But uh, it just I just praise God, she had me scared to death. I was wonder I didn't have a wreck trying to get to her. I was flying, and uh, if there's any police officers watching, you didn't hear that. So, uh, but uh, I was uh, I might have might have participated in some things that uh, uh, the law would have frowned upon <laughs> trying to get to uh, trying to get to my wife but uh, but anyway uh, so I appreciate all the prayers and uh, that everyone that lifted up uh, here on social media and, and uh, we're very grateful to have so many wonderful people in our lives uh, that are, have reached out and were concerned and uh, offered up those prayers so uh, she's a little sore and uh, she did have to go to the emergency room yesterday so continue to keep her in your prayers that would be much appreciated and uh, uh, so you know we'll just see what kind of happens from here but uh, well you know our world have always is in disarray and in chaos as always <laughs> and uh, it very rarely is uh, let me fix this camera here just a little bit and it's there we go Let's see if that works a little better but uh, it is uh, amazing uh, the uh, the amount of uh, I don't know craziness, evil, and insanity that is going on in our country right now. It just uh, is mind-boggling, to say the least. Uh, Joe Biden rides a bicycle, therefore he's cognitively uh, able to lead our country. The man can't make a coherent sentence, but because he rides a bicycle, he's good to go. So it just the, the lunacy of the liberal left is, is mind-boggling. Uh, you know, uh, our president, there were shots fired outside the White House. Protocol states they have to get the president to safety. These uh, little liberal trolls on uh, local news uh, uh, were typing in, calling him a coward and things like that, and said he's a liar. And, you know, it just amazes me. We had eight years of a Muslim sympathizer who'd done everything in the world to cause race division, cause everything in the world to cause he hated America. But here we have a president who's tried to fulfill every promise he's ever made, exposed the liberals for what they are, and these brain-dead morons are too stupid uh, to uh, uh, to see the reality of what's going on. And uh, no matter what this uh, election has, I'm afraid that uh, our country may have already lost too much. And I'm afraid that we're going to be in a point where we're not going to be able to bounce back from these socialist ideas, the indoctrination of our children and uh, high schoolers and college, and uh, those things are there. And eventually they're going to vote in a way that's going to uh, be the demise uh, of what we understand and hold dear. And uh, that's what I, I weep for. That's the that's the things that, that worry me in regards to my children or future grandchildren or whatever it may be. Uh, they're not going to get to experience the same freedoms we have. And everybody is just a bunch of... Uh, Babies who are—they uh, don't get their way. They cry and whine. Everything, everything is offensive. 
Uh, I don't care what it is, they're going to find a fault in it, and uh, it just, uh, it's amazing. It really is. We went from the greatest generation to the uh, whiniest generation. I'm offended. You know, that's all you ever hear. That's the mantra that we hear anymore, and uh, sad, very sad. But very few real men and women, I feel like, in this world, but uh, oh well. Well, let's uh, go ahead and uh, let's do our Pledge of Allegiance. Like I said, I do stand, I do take off my hat, and I do place my hand over my heart. So let us do that now, if we may. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Praise the Lord for that uh, our great country. I tell you, it just absolutely it just blows my mind to people who don't uh, understand or respect what we have. I, so many people have fought and died to have the very freedom that these turkeys take for granted. And uh, I don't know, I just, I don't get it. I really don't. But, well, let's look at our Bibles this morning. We'll look at 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. So if you have your Bibles handy, turn there. If not, I'll bring this up so you can read along. My little children, these things I write unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only but also for the sins of the whole world. All right. As me, Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. So, um, make sure I get that camera back to work. I accidentally hit it when I was trying to turn it back over where you can see me. Um, you know, you oftentimes, you may see a uh, bumper sticker. This may say, uh, uh, I'm not perfect, I'm just forgiven, kind of thing. And, uh, which is fine and good, you know, we, you know, we uh, try to want the world to know because, of, you know, we, we, re we, I think there's some, I got here in a second, I feel like, um, um, what do you call it, um, Porky Pig, <laughs> I got here in a second, uh, I'm kind of shaped like him, but anyway, good morning, Anita Tester. Uh, you know, you see, the, I think a lot of Christians put those bumper stickers out there or whatever it may be uh, uh, so that the world will understand that we are imperfect to accept us as we are because there have been those in the world with a high and mighty righteous, self-righteous attitude and it's turned a lot of people off from Christianity. So I think that's why, you know, some Christians make the extra effort to say, hey, we are not perfect in an attempt for the world uh, to have some better understanding uh, as to who we are as Christians and that we're not better than they are, but we're just trying. And that's fine and good. We, we are not perfect. I mean, if you want to put those kind of things out there, that's, that's good. You know, we, uh, uh, we are, are not perfect. We are, uh, we are just forgiven people. And, uh, you know, where there's none righteous, no, not one. All we can do is keep striving, keep pushing forward, keep trying uh, to do the things of Christ. But, I think it begs to ask, uh, are you striving for holiness? Now, we can be Christians, and uh, we can love the Lord. Uh, we can uh, you know, let people know that we're imperfect and that we are trying, but are you striving for holiness each and every day? See, that's, that's the thing. We, I think a lot of Christians, 
they make that profession of faith, they go to church, and that's um, pretty much what they think, well, that's it. Well, technically, I guess that would be true, but the thing of it is, and that's one reason why we have so many apathetic and complacent Christians out there, that they're not spurring on spiritual growth. And oftentimes when you talk about holiness, a lot of people have legalistic man-made rules that they feel that they have to abide by to attain that holiness. And uh, which is going to be further from the truth. You know, that right there, you're talking about turning people off from God, Christianity, and the church are these legalistic individuals. See, they have tacked on things that Jesus never mentioned, never said you had to do. See, uh, you know, when you look at other religions, you have to uh, attain certain works uh, to get into a level of enlightenment or uh, to to reach those seven, one of those seven pillars or all the seven pillars of Islam, whatever it may be. But through Christ, all right, uh, his grace is sufficient. There's no amount of work. Now, we produce good works as a result of our, our walk with Christ, all right? And that is one reason why that um, uh, we want to do good things because we want to please the Heavenly Father. And so that's why we do those things, because we want to, you know, just like, um, uh, just like any child, we want to please their parents. That's what we, we do that, not because we want to, we think it's going to earn us uh, entrance into heaven, but because of our love for Christ, we want to produce those good works. And so, but there's all these, you know, it's one thing that it's always drove me nuts, are these legalistic ideas that people think they have to do to attain that holiness. People think you have to have short hair or that you have to wear a shirt with a collar or uh, women can't wear pants. Or you know, I love that uh, John Boy and Billy at Easter time. He's talking about the, that's uh, a big long church name, like the uh, Southern Free Will Baptist First Church of the Frigidaire, whatever it's called. And, and their Halloween is uh, they go into one room and there's a man with long hair. Ooh, and their next woman, a woman's wearing pants. And, you know, he goes through each room. Just showing the, the silliness of these kind of ideas uh, that one reason that turn uh, people off from God. And then there's others out there who tack on uh, baptism and think that is something you have to do uh, to attain salvation. And and I've, I've had, I said about that this morning, I don't know why, but I, there was an individual several years ago, uh, and, um, and the Church of Christ, you know, I, I don't want to make anybody angry, but that's a lot of them uh, have that idea that you have to be baptized in order to be saved. You can't equate baptism with salvation. That's ridiculous. Uh, that is a work that you had to do. And again, this, uh, salvation is a free gift of God. And so it doesn't matter if you get wet enough to grow wet between your feet. That's not going to get you into heaven. It's only by professing, accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, will you gain entrance into heaven. Reason why we get baptized, reason why that is encouraged, first of all, Jesus did it by his example. Second of all, in Sermon of the Mount, he said, go forth and baptize all nations in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And so, you know, that's why we, we do that. Uh, as an example, uh, it is a... Um, uh, it, it, we, it, kind of a washing away of, of the old you and raising up in the newness of Christ. It is symbolic. It also shows a demonstration of an outward appearance of, of an, uh, I'm sorry, an outward sign of an inward change. You're letting everybody else know that you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. That's why we do that. 
And uh, I think my professor, uh, Dr. Soto, uh, when I was doing my doctoral studies in Indiana, uh, he said it the best. Uh, I've never forgot that. Uh, that uh, if you replace circumcision with baptism, it kind of brings things into perspective in regards to that. Because, you know, when you look at what Paul says, you know, he he's constantly saying, hey, it doesn't matter if you're circumcised or uncircumcised. That's got nothing to do with your salvation and your walk with Christ. And uh, that same thing with with baptism. So, you know, when we work on our, our um, spiritual uh, journey, uh, we need to constantly be in that state of growth. We need to constantly be striving to uh, uh, to walk closely with the Lord, and we need to try to work to uh, to attain holiness each and every day by staying in the Word, by going to God in prayer. Now, when we look at here at First John uh, two verses one and two, now it says, "My little children, these things are right unto you that you sin not." Now, obviously, we're all sinners. We're all going to mess up. We are all uh, uh, there's none righteous on the one. Like I said, we're we're all imperfect people. But we have to strive to have that mind of Christ. And whatever those weaknesses are, the devil uses to trip us up. We need to try to avoid that. And when we trip up and when we fall, learn from those experiences and strive to do better. So it says, I write you, sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. So here's the thing. Jesus Christ is our advocate, our paraclete, uh, the, the Holy Spirit that comes and, and assists us and help us. Remember, God, I think a lot of people think that God is this uh, wrathful God who's waiting to smite you at any minute, and Jesus Christ is up there trying to hold him back, saying, no, no, uh, don't do that. They're, you know, they're trying. That's not what God's about, all right? Justice had to be served. God demanded justice for our, weak, for our wickedness, and Jesus Christ paid that. But Jesus Christ is our advocate. He is our uh, that, that mediator between us and God. And when we ask for that forgiveness, you know, Jesus Christ talks to God on our behalf. God is not out to, to if he wanted to, to wipe you off this earth, he, did, he wouldn't even have sent his son Jesus. He could have just wiped us off the face of the earth and started over again. But out of his love for us, he sent his only son to die on the cross for you and for me. Now, you may ask yourself, and I think a lot of people uh, who struggle uh, with the idea of, of substitutionary atonement on the cross, uh, you know, how is that possible that Jesus Christ did that for me? That was 2,000 years ago. Well, as a, as a uh, sci-fi junkie, as I am, you know, I, I could see that uh, to me, uh, the understanding would be that space and time uh, imploded. And at that one moment, that one place in time, remember, God knows past, present, and future. You know, there's uh, some out there who don't think that Jesus Christ or that God knows uh, our future and that his plans are changed in accordance to what we do. And that's not how that works. That there is uh, That is not how that works. God knows what we're going to do before we even do it. And so at that particular place, moment in time in history, Jesus Christ, who was fully God and fully man, was looking into the future and looking at you and looking at me. And that's why he was doing that, to save us from a very real hell. And so Jesus Christ now talks down that he ascended into heaven. Remember, he rose again on the third day, ascended into heaven. And so he talks to God on our behalf. And we see this in verse 2, and he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now, we have to be kind of careful about that when we talk about uh, when God's Word talks about the whole world. Um, you know, uh, we, we know that, that Jesus Christ didn't come to die for every single human being. 
If so, that would have cheapened what he was doing. Now, some people don't like to hear that. And some people don't like to, uh, to, you know, they say, well, that ain't right. That isn't fair. But he knew that not everybody would accept him. Remember, he was walking on this earth. You know, there's so many people want to say, prove to me that there was God. Well, here was God in the flesh walking, healing, doing these things, and people still rejected him. So it doesn't matter if I, you know, these atheists that are, uh, that want to say, well, produce, you know, show me God. He was here. He walked this earth and they still rejected him. But Jesus Christ come to save the elect. And I'll tell you what, if you ever get a chance, read Calvinism in the Las Vegas airport. I think I bring a lot of understanding in regards to predestination, the elect, and, uh, you know, because God knew us before he even formed us in a womb. And because he knew past, present, and future, he knew who would be saved and who would not. We were chosen. See, that's what makes election so wonderful is that we were chosen. You know, as a parent, when you get, you have a kid, you have whatever comes out. You know, that's you. But if you go to an adoption agency, you choose that child to be a part of your life. And that makes that very special because you chose that child. Now, I love my kids dearly. They're great kids. I praise God for them. Uh, but, you know, when you look at adoption, you think you can see where I was chosen. This, this family chose me. Well, God chose you. And then that was, that's what makes our salvation that much greater and that much more wonderful. Now, you know, we're all sinners. Like I said, we all mess up. And, uh, you know, this, I think a lot of people get, are conflicted sometimes because, um, because of our, we are sin filled. Uh, sometimes it, it, you know, it's easy to get down. It's easy, easy to get depressed, uh, in our, in our strife, our stride for, for holiness. Uh, you know, it's easy to beat yourself up. Believe me, I know of all people, uh, what it's like to beat yourself up for past mistakes. I wish I hadn't said this. I wish I hadn't said that. I wish I hadn't done this, you know, uh, constantly. Uh, a battle in my head I have to try to fight to let go and uh, you know I, I try to be funny sometimes and it comes out the wrong way you know I, I'm, I'm an I'm an extrovert who's an introvert if that makes a lot of sense because I, I am an extrovert in the fact I, I, I have a lot of fun when I'm around people but I'm an introvert in the fact I do kind of like I'm kind of a recluse I kind of like being by myself and so sometimes I'm a little awkward around people. And so I say things trying to be funny. And then afterwards, I'm thinking, oh, I should not have said that. I should not have done that. Why are you so stupid? You know, that's kind of things that go through my head sometimes. And, um, you know, so I, I feel bad. And, and uh, uh, you know, when I look past in the in the past, things, even after being a, becoming a pastor, things that I have said and done, I just cringe like, oh, you know, I wish I had not have said and done that. But. You know, like like the bumper steer says, I'm not perfect. I'm just forgiven. Well, there was a, um, uh, he was a, um, a pastor. Uh, his name was uh, Robert um, uh, Robinson was his name. And um, he, uh, now this is back, gosh, I'm trying to think, George Whitfield. Uh, I want to say 1930s. It could have been before or after. I don't remember the exact date. But anyway, uh, Robert Robinson was a very, uh, rambunctious teenager. He was in a lot of trouble, and uh, he went into a uh, tent meeting with George Whitfield, was speaking, and ended up turning his life over to the Lord. He got saved. And so um, uh, he ended up writing a, uh, a gospel hymn. Uh, so I'm trying to think of the name of it. It is uh, 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 something Fount the Blessing. I can't remember the name. I'm not real familiar with the, with the hymn, but I, I was trying to remember that what he wrote. Well, anyway, um, Robert Robinson, he, um, after becoming a pastor, uh, he uh, came into a deep depression because of the things that he had done in the past. 
And um, he was really struggling and fighting with that. Well, he'd come across a, uh, an elderly woman, and she uh, uh, was talking to him about the Lord and, and uh, understood that he was a pastor and understood his struggles, what he's going through. And she said, have you ever heard the hymn? Uh, uh, I, I wish I could remember the name. It was something, Fount the Blessing. I can't remember. F-O-U-N-T, Fount the Blessing. I can't remember. Anyway, but the point is, it talked about grace and mercy. And when he said, but I, he said, he told her, he said, I wrote that, uh, that hymn. And, uh, and, and she, he started crying because, uh, the Lord revealed to him his grace. And in fact, he even ended up adding to, uh, that hymn, uh, that he had written. Uh, I don't know, check it out. You can Google it. And I don't have time right now to do that, but you can Google it, uh, Robert Robinson, uh, hymn, and I'm sure it'll pop up, but, uh, he understood God's grace. And I think that's what we have to do in our continual spiritual growth uh, to search uh, for uh, that holiness, uh, to uh, not searching for it per se, but as, you know, that's one thing that God is proactive. We don't have to go to him. God comes to us. And sometimes that we, uh, in our spiritual walk, uh, you know, we can't, we are, we get into a, an area of maybe depression or whatever it may be. And, you know, it takes God to reach out to us, to make us understand we are not perfect. We need his grace. It is sufficient. We are forgiven. Uh, Sherry says, come thou fount of every blessing. See, there you go. I knew there was fount. I knew there was blessing. So I, <laughs> thank you, Sherry. I knew it was there. And uh, I'm sorry, while I was talking, Ed said, uh, Amen. We are to be holy, separated, sanctified, set apart. Thank you, Ed. And he said, cool hat. I know I like a man who knows what he's talking about. And uh, he said, amen. And David Feather said, me too, man. Thank you, David. But, um, you know, I um, uh, appreciate you guys and gals. I really do. Um, yeah, you know, we, um, uh, we don't need to beat ourselves up. You know, God knows we're imperfect. Now, we don't use that as an excuse to keep on doing bad things. Well, God knows I'm imperfect. He knows I'm a sinner. He'll forgive me. And we just, you know, we don't and to say, well, I'll just, you know, it doesn't matter. It does matter. Remember, God hates sin. He abhors sin. So we've got to, to try that much more uh, to strive to have that mind of Christ, to do that much more, to do better in our Christian walk and to strive for that holiness. And uh, so when the devil tries to attack us spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, all right, uh, and he wants to get into us, and he wants to say, hey, look what you did. Look what you said. Look how you acted. And it could have been 30 years ago. It could have been five years ago. It could have been yesterday. And you're saying, oh, man, you know, and, um, uh, you know, I was just like a few years ago, I uh, had a disagreement with some uh, high school classmates in regards to how they were doing the reunion. And uh, I am not sorry for what I said is just so much as how I said it. I, w I went about it the wrong way. Uh, just like there's many times that uh, uh, on um, uh, debates and things on social media, uh, you know, years ago, uh, I, my heart was in the right place, but it was coming across the wrong way. You know, you can win the battle, but lose the war. And I, I feel like it was uh, pushing people away from the gospel instead of drawing them to me, uh, talk to me, but to the Lord. <laughs> Sorry, but, um, and, and so I, uh, I made a lot of mistakes and uh, I think it turned some people off at the church and, and I, I regret that. Now these kind of things play in my head, but remember we are forgiven. We are loved and all we can do is to keep, keep pushing forward. understand God's forgiveness. understand God's grace and we have to fight those thoughts. Remember, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. It's a spiritual battle and the old devil knows that weakness Know that you are forgiven. Know that you are loved. Jesus wants you just as you are. 
not he doesn't expect you to get up here now. Remember, he don't expect you to make, to get to a certain level. He just wants you as you are, and he will get you to that level. Know that Jesus Christ loves you. Let him strengthen you. Let him encourage you. Know that you are forgiven. Don't focus on all the wrongdoings, but focus on all the blessings that God has bestowed upon you. Focus on his grace, his love, his forgiveness, his mercy, and you will do far better. That's what I was talking about. I think it was yesterday. A lot of Christians, uh, you know, they uh, like what Dad said, they, uh, they they know their sins were forgiven and they miss them. They, they just look so just so depressed and sad. We of all people need to be the happiest because our sins have been forgiven. We have Jesus Christ who died for us, who rose again, who talks to God on our behalf, is that mediator, our advocate. So don't forget that. Remember God's grace. Let's strive for holiness, not by man-made uh, uh, legalistic ideas to strive for holiness, but the fact that uh, we cannot uh, do anything on our own but have complete and whole dependence upon God and uh, when we understand that, that we can strive for holiness, understanding his grace and his mercy, striving each day, then we can continue our journey in spiritual growth. And so, uh, you know, don't don't um, fall for that those legalistic things of man, but let's strive for the spiritual things of Christ. As Stephanie Stammen said, amen. Thank you, Stephanie. Let's have a word of prayer. And then, Father Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Lord, thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your forgiveness, your love, your joy, your peace overflowing. We're so undeserving of so many blessings. Lord, let us serve you well. Let us do what is right in your eyes. And whatever uh, the devil tries to throw at us, let us know that you are far greater and stronger than anything Satan can do to us. And Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, uh, as I pray every morning, and uh, I continue to pray for our nation, and Lord, I pray that we can get back uh, to the Judeo-Christian ethic in which this country was founded upon, that our liberties and freedoms will uh, not be destroyed and torn down as we are seeing in this nation to bring healing and peace upon our land. And Lord, let each and every police officer know that they are needed, they are loved, and they are appreciated despite what a few may try to say or do. And Lord, the same with our military. Lord, let them know that they are loved, appreciated, protection about them as well. And Lord, I want to lift up our sister in Christ, Kim Penix and Wendy Lee, Ginger Hood, Troy, uh, Linda Feathers and uh, David Feathers, Mr. Murph, uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Ron and Thelma Thompson, and uh, Lord, bring healing upon them. Uh, be with all those in the church who have lost loved ones, you bring peace upon them. Lord, be with our president. Give him wisdom, knowledge, and understanding during these very difficult times. And Lord, uh, I pray that uh, you bring protection about him and his family. Lord, I pray that you be with all those watching today. And Lord, you lead God and watch you protect them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate all you guys and gals watching this morning and uh, hope that uh, today's uh, study uh, found you well. And uh, uh, don't forget, uh, tomorrow evening at 7 o'clock, we'll be continuing our study in Hebrew. It's been a great study, so don't forget to tune in tomorrow night at 7 for that. But uh, if you'd like to share these devotions, of course, uh, if you have any friends or family on Facebook, they can find me at Dr. Young 77 And uh, David Feather says, amen. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Mr. Feathers. 
And uh, if you're friends or family, say, hey, you, uh, you got to listen to this dev- uh, morning devotion, 615 every morning. And they say, well, I don't do Facebook. Say, hey, you can go to the website at flbconline.com and or YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young. And you can watch all the, the videos on there as well. And uh, Mrs. Uh, Williams says, bless you, man. Thank you, Mrs. Williams. I appreciate those kind words. I truly do. Uh, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes. Free of charge, audio only, but it has all of our sermons. All the daily devotionals are uploaded. Uh, uh, in fact, I've had several... Uh, Sorry, we had one young lady message me the other day and said that uh, she listens uh, on her way to work each day. I thought that was pretty cool. So, But I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless. Mm-hmm.